Hello, everybody. This is Marcus Terry, owner of Terry's Terrorist, and you are listening to the Flogcast Network. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back. This is the Flogcast Network. It has been a long time, the first time in 2020 that we have uh, done a podcast today. I am uh, certainly glad to be back speaking with uh, you guys and speaking to you guys, and hopefully you're, you're staying safe. Of course, it feels like a brand new, a brand new season and brand new year is approaching us. And it, what, what's crazy is when I was last on in December, uh, this quarantine was not happening. So it feels like a whole new world. And now we're in quarantine. We've been in quarantine for about a couple months now, since maybe March. And it, it feels brand new. It feels crazy. So I thought it was a great opportunity to gather myself together and get these shows going. This is my plan to uh, speak to every owner uh individually and you know talk about their their goals and their their team from last year potential keepers and what they think the next year will become for their franchise so of course last year uh we had a new champion in uh quentin blount he ended up being our 2019-20 champion of the floggies um of course we will go all over all over that and our first guest of course it, it only it only felt right to bring our first guest, you know, the, the defending champion. So today, I do have the owner of the Blount Force, Quentin. How's it going, my man? It's going good, Justin. Thanks for having me, man. Uh, hey, no problem, man. I want to be the first one publicly to uh, congratulate you on a terrific year, the best year in flog history. Congratulations, Shield. Well, thank you very much, sir. The best year in flock history. That does have a nice ring to it, doesn't it? It does, doesn't it? It does. It, you know, it's not even my team, and I, I you know, I felt felt good coming out of my mouth. You know, yeah, it you definitely know, definitely flows right off the tongue. It does, it does. But you know, of course, that's my only opportunity to say that on this podcast because I will uh, most likely not get to that point. Um, you know, but you never know. You never know. Not with that attitude. So, you know, that's all I have going for me. But Q, again, congratulations. Great year. Um, we will go over a, a lot of what you did last year and what your goals is uh, for next year, coming up here and possibly maybe uh, repeating. Uh, so real quick, going right into it, Q, uh, you went into the year uh, with a lot of bad media. Of course, this is the first Actually, the second season we're approaching to start this podcast, and um, how? What was your what was your uh, your idea? Your your feeling about this podcast? Did you enjoy it after year one? I definitely enjoyed it, but you're right. I had a bunch of bad media. I don't know. I don't know what that was about. You know, people were hating on me, hating on my draft, hating on my keepers, hating on everything, every aspect of my team. Wow. Um, but you know, I used it as a chip on my shoulder, and that kind of that kind of carried me through the season. So, you know, like I said, I, I, it it kind of made me laugh. But when it all was said and done, I think I think my team spoke pretty well. It did. It absolutely did. And you know, you know, going back and you know, before everything started, before the season even started, we we started this podcast, and we you know after the draft, we we had a lot of outside people come and give their opinion on their team and or each person's team and 
you were the popular uh, vote of having the worst team, which is shocking because one, you you had the best team by far, and two, you had you know my opinion, and I think in others you had the best draft, and in looking on on paper at that time, Keel, it didn't look like the best draft, but it definitely was. I, I felt pretty confident about my draft the entire time. And, you know, that just goes to show you had some bozos come on here and talk about <laughs> whose team was going to be good. But even then, I had a couple people in the league. I won't name names, but, you know, they messaged me saying, no, those guys are bozos. You, you definitely have one of the best teams. And I, and I felt like that I did as well. So um, I didn't, like I said, I didn't let that get to me. I just used it. I just used it as motivation. And, right, um, right. I kept chugging along. And that, that was my next question, Q. Did that play an impact at all on your focusness? So, you know, the media saying, oh, Q, he's going to, you know, he's going to be another toilet bowl champion. Of course, you a goose egg going into the season, you know, with titles, but you had one in the toilet bowl. So did that play an impact at all on your focusness or confidence? Um, I, I wouldn't say it impacted me. I mean, it, it definitely, it definitely I guess, it, you know, like it, it motivated me, but I was, I'm mm-hmm. motivated no matter what anyway. So I wouldn't say it, it motivated me more, motivated me less, but I, I did use it as kind of a little chip on my shoulder. You know, it made me laugh. It definitely, it definitely gave me some giggles. <laughs> well, I mean, that's good. You know, that's definitely good. You know, that's another beauty, beautiness about this podcast. You know, I can either break you down and, you know, get you scrambling, making moves. You know, you hear somebody saying, oh, you know, blah, 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 so good, or blah, 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 so bad. You know, if you have him on your team, you either want to get rid of him or use him as trade bait, something right. like that. Right. That's the beautiness about this podcast. It gives another element um, to, to this league. Um, so going into the draft, Q, uh, you, you know, you, you had a very, very good draft. And uh, did you get did you get who you want, who you, who you targeted? Or did those all those players just fall in your lap? Because your first pick uh, was was Ackerts, and you actually moved one. Yeah, uh, you you traded in draft night to to move up to get Ackerts. Now the Ackerts, uh, Derek Henry. Well, I'm sorry, uh, Ackerts, uh, Julian Elliman, and then uh, Henry were your top three picks. Yeah, uh, those just fall in your lap, or were you targeting? Well, definitely Derek Henry fell into my lap. I was not targeting any of those three per se. Um, I did make that trade with TC. I moved up one spot. And, you know, I, I was hoping that one of the better running backs were going to fall in my lap. And all of them went. Mm-hmm. Damien, I was re- honestly, I was hoping Damien Williams. I was kind of targeting him because I thought he was going to be the lead back for the Chiefs. Um, I think Marcus snagged him up. And, you know, thankfully so because Damien didn't do too much. But, um, right. and, and Zach Ertz fell to me. I thought he was the best value because I thought he was a potential keeper at the time. So I, I went ahead and took Zach Ertz, and, and then Julian Edelman fell in my lap. So, you know, so you I wasn't moved, targeting any of them. Sorry, sorry Q, you, you moved up in that draft to try to get Williams instead of Ertz? I moved up just to get, hopefully, hoping that one of the running backs would fall to me. I was trying to move up higher than that, higher than the one spot, mm-hmm. but TC was the only one who was willing to trade. So I was like, you know what, moving up one spot's better than better than nothing. And... You know, everyone hit on me for that, saying, oh, I could have got Zach Ertz if I stayed put, and I could have. But I was hoping that, you know, one of the running backs would fall, and I thought the move was worth it. 
and it turned out it was because I still won the championship. So, right, absolutely, and of course, uh, uh, you know that that trade that you made with TC to move up one spot, uh, you traded the fifth round draft pick um, in that draft, and you know, of course, that's one of the uh, the worst trade candidates uh, nominations of this year, and of course, that that award will be announced at the Foggies when we get to that point. But, um, you know, you made one trade that draft night, but the whole year, Q, the whole year you only made one trade. One trade, and that was to myself, of course, uh, you know, getting rid of Kenyon Drake uh, for a draft pick. And so was your draft just, you know, you were so confident with your draft and you didn't have to trade. You did not have to trade at all. To, to have a championship team. Yeah, I mean, that, that's that's really what it was. Um, I was just confident in my team, and I, I had a couple, of, you know, pickups off the waivers that I thought helped out. But, no, there are a couple of players that I drafted that I was targeting. Like, I got Tyler Lockett, I think, in the third or fourth round. I got Calvin Ridley mm-hmm. in the third or fourth round. Um, and both of those guys were really solid for me. I got Tevin Coleman late. Uh, and also, yeah, you got a keeper a potential keeper for this year in Lamar and Lamar Jackson. Yeah, exactly. In I got Lamar Jackson late and Josh Allen late, who are both top 10 quarterbacks, Lamar being number one. Um, so that was huge. So, I mean, yeah, yeah it, just, and, it blows. Yeah. It blows my mind, Q, that, you know, we probably, you know, of course, you know, you could debate whatever, blah, blah, that this has been – what you did last year was probably the best draft that somebody will ever will ever do ever in plug history. Because that was, you know, looking in it, I looked at it a couple of days. Now that I mean, man, that was a good draft. And you know, at that point, I just you know, I was one of those. I'll raise my hand up in in disgustness that I I was one of those that thought that was a bad draft. And you know, you you knocked it out of the park. So congratulations on that, Q. Well, thanks, man. Uh, yeah, like I said, I was confident in the draft and. You know, I I targeted a couple of the players, but most mostly they just fell to me. I, and I was really surprised that Derrick Henry fell to me in the second round. I know Jake, um, owner of the High Flying Hawaiians, he was pretty upset. He he took Devontae Freeman in the first mm. round, and he was yeah. Just, just, you know, a lot of people passed on Derrick though, so not just him, but I know he was being a Titans fan. He was pretty upset. But anyway, I was I was thankful because you know now I've got him. He's a keeper. And, you know, it kind of hurts because my keeper situation, I know we'll probably get to that later, but man, I got some tough decisions to make. You do, you do. You know, and going back to last year, talking about Jake a little bit, you know, he did pick, he did have a good solid number one draft pick with a, a Josh Jacobs, but like you said, who's a keeper right now, but yeah, if he would have kept, if he would have drafted Derrick Henry instead of Devontae Freeman, he would, he would be in a good situation right now, would have put, probably put him in a good situation last year. But, of course, uh, that's, you know, he is a total champion now. So, uh, moving on, moving on, Q. I mean, of course, uh, like I mentioned, you went 12-2, and two, the best record in FOG history, the best season ever in FOG history. I was looking earlier today, just, you know, doing some of my homework, and you had uh, your average scoring um, was, was the best also in FOG history with 180.8. Of course, the first couple of years – uh, you know, the, the scoring uh, segments have, you know, changed a little bit. But you were your highest. The year before, average scoring was 158.4. And like I said, you, you moved up to 180.8. Uh, 
like you know, I, I've said it many times just in this episode, you definitely deserve that title, deserve the belt. That was a great and one of the best seasons that we've seen so far. Who stepped up for you? You mentioned a little bit before already. Who stepped up for you in you know this year or last year that you couldn't have won without? Well, I mean, to me, I got to go with the obvious choice to begin with, and that's, that's Mr. Lamar Jackson himself. Finish as the number one fantasy quarterback, and man, just down the stretch, he was just he was just ridiculous. Like I got his stats up in the championship alone, week fifteen and sixteen. Week fifteen, he put up forty-two points, five passing touchdowns, and eighty-six rushing yards. And then in week sixteen, thirty-two point seven points. So I mean, like he was just fucking. Excuse my language. He was just freaking insane. Um, and then obviously. Mm-hmm. You know, Derrick Henry was huge for me. Leonard Fournette was actually consistent for me all year long. A lot of people don't like Lenny. He That was tough for me to, you know, me and you made a trade. and I, I took him number one overall a few years ago, and, man, I, I was just tied to him because he actually – he produced really well last year, and he only had three – I think two or three touchdowns on the season. So, like – and he was a top mm-hmm. ten back. So, if he gets more than that, like – he, so he was he was solid for me. Um, those were my two running backs all year, Derek and Lenny. And then my wide receivers were probably my strongest point, which I had Amari, uh, Mike Evans, Julian Edelman, Tyler Lockett, and Calvin Ridley. Uh, all those guys mm-hmm. were really, you know, they were just consistent. I mean, Mike Evans, there were a couple times he went off for like 40 points on the year. When that happens, that's that's usually a win no matter what. Right, and you've always been a wide receiver guy. Um, you know, you, you build your, your players around wide receivers, and it definitely worked out for you last year, you know, having those guys go off and also with a strong running back. And might I add, just like, uh, sorry for interrupting you, but might I add, I kept Antonio Brown last season. He was one of my keepers, mm-hmm. and he played one game. Right. So, like, <laughs> imagine if I had him all year too. My My scoring could have just been – astronomical if he was you know still playing on a good team and yeah yeah and of course like I said uh you know just a great overall year um all your players did very well I'm going into my next question any player on your team and you know coming from the draft players that you picked up from the draft or players that you picked up from the waiver wire did any any player which is a huge bust I mean just a huge disappointment I'm sure one of them being uh uh, Antonio Brown, but just you know, with him is any player which is a complete disappointment for your year. Um, yeah, definitely Brown. That's the obvious one. But mm-hmm. other than that, not not really. Um, and I think that that just goes to show, you know, that it was that good of a draft. Uh, I, I really don't have anybody well, that I was disappointed in. I yeah, even with even with Kenyon Drake, the you know, the one trade that you made was to myself. You weren't disappointed in him when you made no, that trade. No, I mean, I I did not think, and I don't think anyone thought that Kenyon was going to pop off the way he did. I mean, the potential was there, but mm-hmm. I felt that I was in a solid spot already with my team, and you know, obviously I was to make that trade and collect a future draft pick. I thought it benefited both me and you. Um, and yeah, because I just thought my team was solid enough without him. So right, right, and of course that was a late, uh, late trade. I think that was towards the end of October, uh, a little bit before the 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 trade deadline. So that was a good move. So like you said, uh, that helped your future out a little bit. And 
I definitely, you know, I won the, I, I probably would have had another toilet bowl championship on my belt if it wasn't for yeah. Drake. So definitely. Now you got a about. guy that is potentially a keeper on your team. Yeah, for sure, for sure. We'll see. Um, you know, with with my with my strategy. Uh, speaking of strategy, uh, you know, you had a very good one uh, last year. Uh, so is do you have the same game plan, same strategy going into next year? Well. I don't want to give away too many of my secrets, but um, right, right. but yeah, you know, I'm just gonna let the draft come to me. Um, I've got a, I've got a, some decent draft picks coming up. You know, I get the, I draft last, but you know, we'll see we'll see what happens. You know, I'm not targeting anyone specifically. I've got a couple guys that I would like to like to get to me, but um, right. Um, and that was my next question to you. Of course, not getting giving away in your secret strategy stuff like that. Do you have anybody in mind that you want to try to maybe snag or scoop up in that round? In the, in draft? the draft. I know it's tough It's tough to say because, you know, somebody listening and like, ha-ha, steal it from me. But do you have anybody that you think maybe you have your eye on? Or no uh, comment? I mean, no, I definitely have a couple comments on that. They're, well, there's a lot of players that are I think that are, are available that I like and I'd be happy to take in round one if they fall to me, but and some of those rookies are pretty interesting. You know, you got Jonathan Taylor. Um, you've got mm-hmm. the Clyde Edwards guy from the Chiefs. You've got you've got a couple of these guys, which wow. you know, I think I think people are going to pull the trigger on them early. Um, and you know, who knows? Because a lot of the rookie running backs have really popped off when they get into the league, like McCaffrey did. Fournette's been solid. You know, that that happens, mm-hmm. but it is a risk. Um, and some of those rookie wide receivers wow. as well, you know, Jerry Judy. It's going to be interesting to see where he goes. C.D. Lamb, um, Henry Ruggs, and you know, the best one of them all, Jalen Rager. So I might take him with the first pick. My first pick. We'll see. Oh boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! All right. Well, hey, going into next year, so we're looking at next year now. Um, who are your Who are your keepers? Who are your potential guys that you want to? Uh, add on to for next year? Well, when the season ended and, you know, the last couple of months, I've had six guys that, you know, were, were right there. Uh, Lamar Jackson, mm-hmm. Derrick Henry, Fournette, Mike Evans, Amari Cooper, and Miles Sanders. Um, and obviously, I made the trade with you for Fournette. So now it's down between those five guys. And uh, I'm not going to say what I'm really thinking, but let's just say – I'm I'm in trade discussions with multiple owners for one of the other guys. And yeah, I'm hoping I can move on from one of them and I'll keep whatever four I have left. So if anyone's out there listening, right. so, I mean, I'm open for business. Right. Well, that's, that's always good to know. And of course, coming from myself, we just made a trade, but you know, don't, don't be surprised if you get text message from me after this queue. Um, but you know, if you had to pick today, going if we had a draft later later tonight, you know the keepers are being announced in five minutes. Right now, who are your top four keepers? Go. Right now, um, it's going to be Lamar Jackson, Derrick Henry, Mike Evans, Amari Cooper. But, mm, yeah. um, like I said, I uh, actually, you know what? I might have, I might, I might actually change that. Because uh, I was oh thinking I was going to be a little sneaky, but no, honestly, 
right now it's it's Lamar Jackson, Derrick Henry, Miles Sanders, and either Amari Cooper or Mike Evans. So honestly, if anyone's out there listening, I'm trying to move one of those receivers. Um, I love me Miles Sanders, and I, I was debate. I don't know. Who knows? Honestly, I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, hey, hey, that's that's you know, if I was if I was a guy with multiple picks um, for next year, and of course I'm not, but if I you know I was my my eyes would be open wide right now, my mouth drooling a little bit, going after you right after I hear this, trying to get something. Um, so you know, of course your 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 options are open to to get one of those players. I mean, to get rid of one of those players. So that's that you're in a good opportunity. Maybe snag another draft pick. So good for you. Um, of course, I'm not in that position, and probably won't be for the next five years. Uh, but you know, that's that is what it is. So, um, you know, next year, Keel, next year, any team you are scared about, any team that you are worried about going into next year. Of course, uh, you met the defending champion last year in the championship, and you defeated him with ease. Uh, you know, it just felt like you know his his brain wasn't there like it was. The year before, I don't think he was hungry like he was the year before. He could be this year. So, you know, is who's your team that you, you have targeted and you're worried about? Well, you know, I would. Just looking at the yeah, I would yeah. mention, uh, you know, the school, the school, Magic Skull Bus's team. But I just don't think he was motivated last year either. He wasn't hungry for it. He wasn't he hungry was. for it like the year before. No. So I don't know if he'll be hungry for it this year. So normally I would say I'd be scared of his team, but it just depends. We'll see what his attitude's like going forward. Um, other than that, you know, obviously you got the Coon squad with the uh, Saquon Barkley, Ezekiel Elliott. That's always a tough, a tough core of keepers to go against. Uh, I'm always kind of – well, mm-hmm. it depends. We'll see how he drafts this year. But uh, And then you got Benzing's team. Um the Juju's in the attic, he'll probably change that name. But, you know, that he's got the Chiefs core. So, honestly, it's – he was the scariest. When I was playing last year, I was pretty scared when I was going up against his team. I'm not going to lie. Um, yeah, Scott, Scott and Keegan yep. were the two. And Tristan, those three. Those three. Uh, those were the scariest last year. We'll see. We'll see what happens in the draft and, you know – because honestly, I thought Connor's team was he he had the best keepers, and then I didn't really love his draft. And so when I was going up against his team, I wasn't as scared. But um, so I think the draft does have a big a big play on it. So yeah, we'll see. Right. Well, in going going into you know going into my next one, you know the best keepers. Uh, I think Q. I mean, I'm not Q. Coon at one point had the best four keepers. He had Barkley, Elliott, Chubb. And he had Mahomes. Of course, he still has Barkley and Elliott, but he, he traded away uh, Chubb to myself and Mahomes to uh, Scott Benzine. Both those guys are keepers for our teams now. Now he has a – of course, he has A-Rob and uh, um, Eckler, Eckler uh, for his potential keepers. So who who has the best keepers, of course, you know, other than yourself in your opinion? Who has the best keepers that are set right now? Of course, things are you know could easily change. But who do you think the best keepers? Um, are? that's tough. But and I forgot the Coon Squad had Eckler too. That's a good keeper right there. But um, right. and to be honest, I don't think I have the best keepers. Um, I think 
Keen's keepers are really good. I think what's he got? Dalvin, Devontae Adams. Who are the other ones? Oh, Thielen. God, Godwin. And, um, of course, you got Aaron Jones. And, and Aaron Jones, yeah. Odell. And Odell. And okay. Yeah, that's right. He's got a lot of – he's got – I think he's probably got the best. Um, and then Tristan, of course, you've got Michael Thomas, McCaffrey, Kamara. Those, that's right. stupid. Right, and I throw my opinion out there. I think TC has – if he finds – of course, you have McCaffrey, Kamara, and Thomas. If he finds one more guy, he finds, you know, maybe uses a, a trade get a trade out there for another stud, he he is very, very dangerous. Of course, his fourth keeper is possibly maybe uh, Chris Carson, DJ Moore. He, he I, I spoke to him earlier. He's thinking about McLaurin. Um, and so the fourth one is he's definitely up for grabs in his opinion. But if he gets a, if he gets a stud, possibly maybe TC, if he goes after Amari Cooper or goes after a, a Mike Evans, uh, he he's going to be a dangerous opponent. Oh, absolutely! He's always I'm always pretty nervous when I face uh, Tristan's team. Um, but yeah, let, we'll see if he wants to talk business. We can talk business. But uh, other than absolutely. that, I think I think it's yep. between Scott, Tristan, Keegan, and Connor. I mean, those, those I think. Those are the four best uh, situations for keepers. I think, you know, I've, I think we all have decent keepers, but but I think those are probably the top the top three. Right. You know, of course, you know, anything and everything can change from this point. Of course, we are we are only in May. Draft is in what August, so many many months to go. Of course, you got Marcus's team who. He's usually a draft trade guy, a last-second trade guy, if you will. So you know he can he can make a move, and I think Scott Benzing is a uh, you know he could make a move here shortly. His fourth keeper decision is kind of up for grabs as well. I think he could be a guy who you know goes after one of your dudes or one of Keegan's dudes, or uh, go you know try to get a trade for uh, another fourth solid keeper there. Um, so you know it's definitely you know all this. You know, could you know can and will probably change for the most part. Um, who you know going through the best, the worst queue? Who has the worst keepers as of right now? Well, I think it comes down between uh, either the high flying Hawaiians, Mr. Jacob McKinley, or the Terry's terrorists with Marcus Terry. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, honestly, I don't even know who who either team would keep. Uh, I know Jake's like planning on keeping a tight end. At one point, he was keep thinking about keeping two tight ends. <laughs> right, right. I mean, with with Jake McKinley, of course, me and him have communicated a little bit. Um, you know, as of right now, he he does have Julio. Um, he he's like you said, he's he's deciding to keep uh, Kittle. Um, which you know, that's not that's not a bad decision at all. Um, and he Josh Jacobs in the fourth one is definitely up for grabs. And you know, in Melvin Gordon or James Conner, those two running backs there. Um, or you know he's also he's also communicating with other owners. You know, trying to make you know, you know he might be communicating with you. Probably, most likely, if he was smart, he would listen to you and see what you have to offer with one of those guys. Um, I I see Jacob McKinley uh, making a move here, uh, possibly for somebody to make that fourth that fourth keeper guy a solid pick. As of right now, Melvin Gordon. James Conner is just, you know, it's not 
it's not tickling skin fancy, if you will. So I, I think uh, he's going to make a move for that fourth guy. I could see it. Um, and, you know, actually it's sad kind of the way that worked out because when when skin first had – I mean, think about it. James Conner was a stud. Like if he if he didn't mm-hmm. get hurt all the time, he was the lead back there. Uh, and he was a stud. And Melvin Gordon was a stud. Josh Jacobs was a stud. So like he he had three stud running backs, and then I don't know what happened. Melvin Gordon just things went downhill with the Chargers. James Conner's always hurt. Right. And then he had Julio. So like he mm-hmm. had some of the best keepers right. for a while, and then things just went south. Um, and then Marcus, I can't. Yeah, I don't even know who. He's got uh Diggs. Who I don't. Yeah, who else? <laughs> He's got Allen. Oh, Mixon. I think Mixon's probably his his best keeper, believe it or not. I mean, he's you know in the in the the rankings as of right now, he's in the top ten. Um, but I think his ranking was high last year, uh, going into the season last year. So you never know with Joe Mixon. What Joe Mixon you're going to be getting? Uh, as of right now, he's in the top ten. Also, a surprising one, uh, uh, Galladay. Galladay from the Lions. He did. He had a very good year. I think he's turned himself into a keeper. Um, so I think he's probably the second best player on Marcus's team, um, better than Allen. Um, I think Allen is another keeper as well. So, like you said, Diggs, Allen, Mixon, and Galladay. As of right now, that's that's who I see Marcus keeping. Uh, he, you know, he of course he's got David Montgomery, a young running back for the for the Bears. You know, maybe see him. Yeah, keeping him over, let's say Diggs or something, but. I don't see that happening, and Lindsey and Marvin Jones, I don't see him keeping those guys either. Um, I can see Marcus, again, doing what he did last year, like I mentioned, um, making a big move towards draft day. So who knows about Marcus? I agree. agree. Um, I'm looking at his draft capital here. He's got two third-round picks and two fourth-round picks. So he's got ammo to make a move. Right. He's got the ammo. But then yeah. again, he could just stay put if he likes what he has and, you know, draft and take all those draft picks and, and just keep building. So yeah, this, he's this, got options. You, let's, let's, let's play the honest game here. This is my opinion about Marcus Terry. Okay? He, he has a switch. Okay? Uh, paint a picture in your brain, Q, in the, in the listeners listening. He's got a switch of fantasy football. So right now it's off. It's off. It's been off for a while. As soon as the season was over with, he turned it off. Okay. Maybe a week, within a week or a couple of days before draft, he turns it on. Once he turns it on, he makes moves. He does the big boy stuff. He does what he needs to do. I thought last year that's what happened last year. He definitely turned it on. But sometimes, even during the season, I think he turns that switch off. He turns it off. He doesn't focus about fantasy football. And let's 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 give him the credit. He's a busy man. He is a busy guy. He does well for himself. I just don't see Marcus Terry winning a championship with the switch on off Montel I don't see it happen. And I think Marcus Terry has escaped the last two years of the toilet bowl. He has been so close, probably the worst team in both of these years. But he he has escaped. Of course, is this is why I get paid the big bucks, Hugh? Having my own podcast about our fantasy football league, I think Marcus Terry is out of our eight the weakest owner. Of course, I might get slapped on the wrist by saying this, but I think that that that's just my opinion. Um, I mean, you're not wrong. 
um, I hate uh-huh. them. I, uh-huh. I, I hate to, you know, throw anyone under the bus. And I'm not throwing them completely under there. Just, you know, maybe a foot or two. Um, We're all buds here. We're all buds. That's why we. That's why we're in this fantasy league. We could take the heat from each other. And I just think Marcus Terry, he ain't. You know, he's playing. The switch has been off right now, and sometimes that will hurt you. And he's definitely got lucky in my opinion. Yeah, and I think, <clears throat> I think actually losing the toilet bowl would be good for him. You know, just because, well, one, it humbles you, um, and two, he'll <laughs> you end up getting the first overall pick, and then you can usually get a really good player. You know, that's how Connor got Zeke. That's how Connor got Sa- Saquon. And now he's got a really good team, and he won a championship with those two. So, um, actually, though, I do think Marcus, we need to give him credit where credit's due because he's got two third-round picks. He's got two fourth-round picks. So not only did he not lose the toilet bowl, he also gathered, he collected some picks this year. And, you know, Coming from a guy who likes to – like last year, I had two third-round picks, two fourth-round picks, uh, two first-round picks, and that's the way you have the best draft because you're not going to hit on everyone. Mm-hmm. But the more chances you get to hit, um, you know, the better your team's going to be. So I actually like what Marcus is doing this year. I think his team could surprise some people in the upcoming year. But um, as far as the last two seasons go – I do agree. I think he's gotten lucky and, and kind of escaped. Um, but then again, <laughs> Jake's team was pretty bad at the end, end of the stretch there. And um, Yeah, I mean, it, it's hard to say. I, I think I think those two are at the bottom. And then uh, but I, th- I think Marcus, I, I like what he did. I like what he did acquiring picks, and we'll see how he uses those in the draft this year. Yeah, I mean, you know, of course he required those picks when the switch was on. Here. Right, right. So, you know, of course right now uh, sometimes the, the switch remains off during the season. I just think my confidence not there with Marcus, but, of course, uh, who am I? You know, Toilet Bowl champions uh, speaking it right now, and he has escaped. And so he's had a, a better career so far than I have. So, you know, I have, I, I have no room to talk. But, you know, going with, with Jake, you know, you can't talk crap about two-time champion. Um, you know, of course, he's had two great years, and he just he just struggled a little bit last year. The luck was not on his side last year. Um, but, you know, moving on from, from that little topic, uh, you know, my last question to you, Q, do you have what it takes to be the first owner ever, first franchise ever to repeat back-to-back championships two years in a row? Uh, is that something that you think that you can do? I know it's going to be tough, but do you well, have... It's going to be tough for sure, but um, I, I think I've got what it takes. You know, I've got Lamar Jackson. He's he's going to be my, uh, you know, my my uh, my stud race horse there. He's going to carry me. I've got Derek, who's, you know, a stud, and then just going to depend on what I decide to do with my final keepers. Other than that, though, you know, I've... I don't have as many picks as I did last year, but I've I've still got some picks. I've got two fifth round picks. I've got three sixth round picks. So um we'll see how that kind of plays out. So so yeah, like I said, I've I've got what it takes. I know it's gonna it's gonna be tough and it's gonna be a long road ahead, but I think I can do it. Well, yeah, absolutely. I wish you luck and next year, you know. Good luck in every matchup, except for when you go up with me, of course. And um, do you have any last comments, last questions before we head out? My only last comment would be, you know, I just want to let everyone know that I'm open for business, and um, 
you know, I want to whoever needs a keeper out there. I've got I've got one, and you've got your pick. So, um, I'm open for business, and you know, shoot me a message if you're hearing this and and you need a keeper. Mm, love it, love it, love the the effort and energy you're you're throwing out there. Of course, if I had any, I would throw on a mat you, but unfortunately, I am running low. Um, so. Hey, Keel, thank you so much. Again, congratulations. A great 2019-20 year. Um, we'll see if that you can uh, uh, match that for the 2020 season. I, I do believe that, you know, before the draft, we will communicate again. Um, so you, you have been great working with uh, the Floggies uh, Network. So thank you so much for that. And uh, you stay safe in this quarantine. All right, yep. you stay safe too, and thanks for having me. Hey, no problem. Hey, thank you so much, guys. Well, again, we will uh, – uh, bring in another owner uh possibly my my goal is to bring another one in tomorrow maybe mix up some more of course this is a longer episode uh because he is uh the defending champion i thought it, it, it made sense talking to him q uh longer than the others uh so tomorrow i am planning on speaking to another owner and i'm going to leave that surprise uh that that guy a surprise from tomorrow so hey thank you so much guys for listening a good solid 40 minutes here and you guys stay safe in this quarantine wash your hands and uh, lots of uh, uh, whatever you call the 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 gel stuff you rub <laughs> on your hands, so you keep using that. And uh, you guys have a great day. It has been the clock.